Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Encuentro. Today is Wednesday. Let's begin with a prayer of St. Francis. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, make me a means of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, let me bring joy. Divine Master, grant that I may seek not so much to be consoled, but to console. Not so much to be understood, but to understand. Not so much to be loved, but to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in forgiving that we are forgiven. It is in dying to ourselves that we are born to eternal life. Amen. It is midweek once again, and we are celebrating today the feast day, the memorial of St. Andrew Dung Lac and his companions, martyrs of the church in Vietnam. Today is also Red Wednesday, when the church commemorates Christians the world over who shed their blood for Christ and the gospel. Our gospel reading for today is taken from St. Luke, chapter 21, verses 12 to 19. Jesus said to the crowd, They will persecute you, and they will hand you over to the synagogues and to prisons, and they will have you led before kings and governors because of my name. It will lead you to give testimony. Remember, you are not to prepare to defend yourself beforehand, for I myself shall give you a wisdom in speaking that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. You will even be handed over by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair on your head will be destroyed. By your perseverance, you will secure your lives. They tore his heart out after having tortured and killed him. They tore his heart out after having tortured and killed him. This is a line from an account, gruesome and gory for sure, of the martyrdom of a missionary to North America who was killed by the natives whom he had sought to help and to whom he wanted to introduce Christ. In an account of their ordeal, one of them wrote, We were made to go up from the shore between two lines of the natives were armed with clubs, sticks, and knives. I was the last, and blows were showered on me. I fell on the ground and thought my end had come. But they lifted me up, all streaming with blood, and carried me to be tortured some more. Unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains a single grain. But if it falls to the ground and dies, it bears much fruit. What allows a person to endure such hardship and pain in the name of something he so profoundly believes in? What consumes a person to lay down his or her life, surrendering it all for the sake of a cause to which he or she totally commits? The saints who celebrate today, St. Andrew Dunlach and his companions, were such individuals. 
Andrew was a Catholic convert and he was ordained to the priesthood and he was one of 117 martyred in Vietnam between 1820 and 1862. All were canonized by St. Pope John Paul II. Andrew and his companions belonged to a long line of martyrs stretching all the way back to the very early days of Christianity when men like St. Ignatius of Antioch gave their lives in absolute surrender to an ideal, to a vision of faith and of life that had totally consumed them. Let me be food for wild beasts, St. Ignatius wrote, through whom I can reach God. I am God's wheat, and I am being ground by the teeth of wild beasts, that I may prove to be pure bread. Amazing. And such martyrdom continues to this day. The last of the Trappist monks who survived the massacre of the members of his community in Algeria a couple years ago passed away just recently. The blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church, so goes an ancient saying. But we can even say, we can even say, that the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the good of humanity itself. The blood of the martyrs is the seed of the good of humanity itself. You see, the Greek word martyrain, which is where the word martyr comes from, simply means to bear witness, to live one's life in such a way that those who see it are themselves led to the light of the vision and ideals that a person believes in. In the case of a Christian, of course, that vision, that ideal, is none other than Jesus himself. And for as long as there are those who are willing to put themselves and their lives on the line, those willing to take the risk of letting go of their fears, their worries, and anxieties, in order to bear witness to an ideal of goodness, of truth, and of love, no matter how seemingly insignificant this might seem in the eyes of the world. There's hope for humanity. For as long as there are those willing to give themselves completely, to generously spend their life rather than hoarding it, in the work of spreading the good news, will continue. Unless the grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains a single grain. But if it falls to the ground and dies, it bears much fruit. For whoever seeks to save his life shall lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel shall save it. Jesus' own words. God gave us life to spend, not to keep. If one were to live too cautiously, always thinking first of one's own profit, ease, comfort, security, if one's sole aim were to make life as long and as trouble-free as possible, if one will make no effort whatsoever except for himself, he loses even more. You see, that is perhaps the greatest paradox of all. The great paradox that encompasses the lives and martyrdom of Andrew Dunla, his companions, and countless others like them.
Because if one spends his life for others, if he forgets health and time and wealth and comfort in his desire to do something for Christ and for the men and women for whom Christ died, one is in reality winning life and gaining it even more. One of the greatest paradoxes of life. He who wishes to hoard life loses it even more. He who willingly loses life gains it. Imagine what would have happened to life if everyone had wished for nothing but to remain comfortably at home and there had been no such person as an explorer or a pioneer. What would happen if every mother refused to take the risk of bearing a child? What would happen if all people spent all they had on themselves? What an awful world this would be if no one ever took a risk to make it better. If no one ever chose to witness to an ideal. The very essence of life is in risking life and spending it, not in saving and hoarding it. It is true, it is the way of weariness, of exhaustion, of giving to the utmost, even of finally laying down one's life. And yet, in the end, it is better any day to burn out than to rust out. Let me repeat that. It is better any day to burn out than to rust out, to die for something than to live for nothing. That is the way to happiness. That is the way to true glory. And it's the only way to God. If you get the chance, see the film Black Robe or The Mission or Of Gods and Men or read about some of the more recent martyrs of the faith and marvel at the courage of these men and women whose blood was shed in order for the church to continue its work of bearing witness to Christ. And the next time you find yourself wanting to run away from a difficult task, a personal problem, or even just a tough day, ask yourself, if the martyrs were willing to give their lives and shed their blood for what they so totally believed in, what about me? What do I believe in? What am I willing to give?